Welcome to the Therapist to Coach podcast. I'm Sachiko Cohen, a life coach and a former therapist. What if coaching is not a watered down version of therapy and you can make a deeper impact on your clients' lives through coaching? And what if you have everything you need to become a successful coach today? I'm here to help you to become a badass coach to create the lifestyle and income you deserve. Listen on to find out how. So, today's episode is an interview with Karen Gillen. She's a successful multi six figure coach and she used to be a therapist. So, she will be sharing. Her journey of the transition from a therapist to a coach. And also, we're going to talk about different things, very helpful things like niching and how to create your business that's you, that's authentically you, and how that helps you really build your business to next level. So, she will also share her program that's starting today. When this g o e on live on July 20th, Monday, That's when her program starts. So make sure to check out, and I will have the link in the show notes. So enjoy. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi. I'm super excited. I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah, so you are a super successful coach, and I didn't even know that you were once. Therapist, until you reached out, and then like let me know, like, oh my gosh, because that tells me that you're fully in this coach, right? Like, you're fully coach, and that's what we, you know,、um, my audience, my listeners, and we're we're、um, working towards. So,、mm-hmm. we would love to hear your journey, how you transition from a therapist to coach and being so successful. I know you. A multi six figure coach or your million dollar coach? Multi six figure, yeah. Okay, and yeah. Like close to getting to million dollar coach. Oh my gosh. So that's something, yeah,、um, we really love to hear how the transition happened. I don't know how many years ago that was.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have been a coach for 10 years. Oh, wow. I um I became a therapist, I must have been like 13 years ago or so, because I thought that coaching wasn't real. So I was like, oh, well, what is it that I could do? Because eventually they'll regulate. So really, it was a lack of belief that made me become a therapist. But then I、mm-hmm. did the program. I really liked it. I wanted to be a great therapist. And、mm-hmm. I did that for a year and a half. And then I ended up taking a trip.、Um, Like a six month kind of round the world honeymoon.、Mm-hmm. I was actually sitting on a bed in Thailand when I had this, like, oh, I had this total aha moment. I ran into the bathroom. I was like, Todd, it's my husband. <laughs> it's not fair for me to be a therapist who wants to be a coach. And it's not fair for my clients. So it was like this aha moment of like, there's actually something a little bit different about it. And I want to show up differently more as a coach. So I got home from that big trip and、uh-huh. took a coach training and just shifted kind of、oh, wow. straight out of it. But it takes a while to like get out of that therapist 
kind of mindset and the rules about it that are so different and there's yeah. a lot to it. Yeah. So you knew about coaching before you went into therapy? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay. So then because your belief in coaching, like, like what kind of like lack of belief? Is it like, oh, maybe we, you know, it's impossible to make money at, you know, being a coach or what, what was it? I thought that it was this unregulated industry and that eventually somebody was going to come and mm-hmm. it wasn't going to work out, right? Like coaching would end up going away because of that lack of regulation. And that if, if coaching was going to get taken away, what, what did I think was the thing that would stick around? And that seemed like the counseling psychology and the psychotherapy. So that was the road I went down. Right. So then having the education and the license and all that, made you feel secure at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then realized in Thailand, <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> this isn't it. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. So then from then, so 10 years, it's been 10 years being a coach. What was it like for you? When I got started, I, um, I went for a little while, just like, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make it work. This was like before, before a lot of the stuff we have now, right? There was no zoom. There was no, you know, a lot of the technology that we have access to that makes business so easy. Like I either didn't know about it or didn't know how to use it or it didn't exist. So I was, you know, I had my office phone line and my extra bedroom (laughs) in our house and I was trying to make it work. And I eventually ended up working back in restaurants because as an extrovert, who was not making it working at home alone. (laughs) I needed, I needed to get out and see more people. And from there I ended up getting a different job. Um, And so for about seven of the 10 years, six or seven, I think seven, it was like, I always had something else going, but the coaching Mm -hmm. never went away. The Mm one-on-one service never went away. I always had this, like there were always a couple clients that I was (laughs) blogging pretty consistently a lot of that time. So I could never really shake this whole business thing, this idea that I wanted to work with people on a one. So you stuck around for that long, even though you had other, you know, job and everything. What did you, or do you love about coaching the most? Hey, that's a great question. The most, I mean, I love business probably the most. Like Mm. I love how you can, just show up and create anything and that there's room for so many different ways to do it. And then for me with coaching, it's such a, for one, I feel like it's who I am. I think as therapists and coaches, it's sort of like, we've always been this way. We just Mm -hmm. kind of found a job to fit who we are. Mm -hmm. And it's such, it's such an easy business model to put out there. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't, we don't necessarily have to have a brick and mortar place. We don't have to have inventory. Yeah. There are so many risks to starting business that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's pretty accessible and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and yet I think that kind of freedom scares a lot of people too, especially true. therapists who grew, kind of quote unquote grew, grew up with a lot of structure and a lot of guidance from either, you know, supervisors or agency or, you know, licensing board and all that, like mm-hmm. not having all that and like you're on your own is kind of scary. Totally. 
Yeah. How how did you develop that skill set as a I would say CEO, right? You're you're owning your business, you're a business owner and your businesswoman CEO. How did you develop that skill set? Mm-hmm. Part of it I think I came with. I grew up in a lot of successful family businesses. So mm-hmm. I've always looked at the world like an owner. Like, how does this work? What does a customer experience when they come in here? Whether it's our online room or our, you know, therapy space, whatever it is. So part of it was there. And then part of it is just really a curiosity about like, how can I do this? How can I do it better? What works? What doesn't work? What if I try this? Like kind of just this endless curiosity about if there's this thing that I know I have to do and create and I'm never going to not do it, I might as well figure out how can I do it well for me here now. Listening to you, you can see me because we have video uh, recording right now, but smiling because what you just listening to you makes me smile because like it makes it, it sounds very fun, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> it is fun. Right? I mean, it is fun. It's yeah. fun for me too. And it really, I want um, our listeners to, to really see the possibility of like, wow, that can be fun. Like to mm-hmm. figure things out using our own brain and our resources and just, you know, try different things and have fun with it and being playful. I think that's, something that uh, we're not used to as a therapist. Um, Maybe in the clinical setting, being, you know, playful with different ways to, you know, have, you know, use interventions and stuff. But when it comes to business, I think that's something that will, you know, come a long way to to have that skill. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to do business, it's like you just have to figure out how can I do it in a way that works for me? And I know that's not typically what we learn when we go to become therapists or social workers. It's like there are ways that you do things and there are rules. And a lot of those are there so that you can create safety for yourself in your role and safety for your clients. In business, you do have the same things, it's, but it's different. The lines are in different places and most of us need to make them up. Yeah. for ourselves it really is it's more like the wild wild west and i think that we can look at that as this very scary thing or we can think i get to be a pioneer out here i get to really create what this looks like and what would be fun for me because i think it's so fun for our clients to come into a business that is uh unique to the individual to the practitioner mm-hmm. not a cookie cutter yeah 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 yeah, and when we're having fun, that's when people get attracted to that too, that kind of energy, and they come to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? Who uh, wants to go work with someone who's in drudgery all the time? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, um, I think this is your new launch uh, of your program. Is this kind of like, some of the teaching in that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's all about how can I, I mean, the first module is really how do I fall in love with being an owner, mm. which is what we've been talking about. It's like, and when you choose to show up and own your business, it's not how can I be a great employee? It's how can I make this thing my own? How can, how can I make it what I want and make it something that serves not just my clients, but also myself? Right. Yeah. 
And then it's a lot about offers and how to get your niche to a point where it works for you and, and just really falling in love with your business and every component of it. Yeah, I was talking to my client about um, how even though we maybe own private practice as a therapist, still because of all the rules and regulations and how we can even set our fees and all that kind of like put us in a place where we're not quite fully business owner, but more like an employee mindset. Mm-hmm. Like we ask for permission. We always pay for guidelines to come down from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that is very helpful to, to, um, to explore that, um, like you say, in that first module or first section of it. Yeah. Tell us a little, yeah, a little bit more about your, your um, program. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's just for people who want to create the business that feels more like them. And that's something that they love running and actually helps them to make the money they want to make. Because the more people we're able to help, the more fun we get to have. And the more it all just looks like how kind of that vision that we had in our mind when we started a business, we get to actually live out there in mm-hmm. that, in the vision. And usually there's a lot of things that get in our way um, that slow us down. It could be our thinking. It could be just not knowing what to do. It could be not knowing where to question or challenge ourselves. Um, but having somebody kind of just to prod and push and question and help you get through all those steps of like, if you want to make a business that you really love and love running, how can we do that? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. our business, right? We, we, we chose to, to, you know, get out of being employed and owning your own business. Why not having fun and why not creating something we really love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You mentioned about niching and that also kind of caught my attention because I have gone through several different niches and um, I think there is really a confusion or misconception or understanding out there that you have to know exactly you know who you're serving and you have to whether niche down or not niche down so What's your take on that? I think about niches as being kind of like just the thing that puts the flavor on whatever you say. Like no matter what your niche is, I'm pretty sure that your core values are coming through and the stuff that you typically talk about is still going to come through. It's just the niche is like the flavor of that. You know, I've had a lot. I started out in as a therapist. I did play therapy and I did batterer intervention programs. Then I did intuitive eating coaching. Then I did weight loss coaching. Now I'm doing business coaching and mentoring, right? But who we are, that stays the same. That goes throughout everything. It's just right. more like if I wanna if I wanna reach this specific person, I think what's the flavor that that the niche can help me take on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think as a coach, we grow with our business. I think right and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh how, how much did I grow you know it feels like a lot yeah and as we grow things develop and really those things unfolds by itself I think you know you don't have to really like 
stress yourself to like find the perfect niche right now because like you were saying it evolves and but the core value is there mm-hmm. and who you are and you also s- discover yourself deeper as you I think evolve and develop as well yeah and the more people you serve it's interesting too when I was a weight loss coach one day mm-hmm. I just sort of looked at my client roster it was mm-hmm. nine, 90% coaches. Mm. I was like, okay. So even though I'm like talking in this one direction, everybody's coming in for this other thing. <laughs> so I was like, even if you want to go down a road, like people will keep showing up. Uh-huh. And yeah. And then you'll get referrals from the clients who really loved the certain work you did with them. Yeah. And before you know it, you're kind of an expert no matter what. That's interesting because that's what happened to me too. Um, I was kind of like doing general, you know, life coaching about making your dreams come true. What's your true passion and all that. And all the clients who came were therapists. And that's when I realized that, oh my gosh, yeah, 95% was therapists. Like, oh my gosh, that's that's (laughs) where I'm going now. So yeah. yeah. So you found you organically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's very assuring and like you can relax, right? Because you don't have to just like fit in a box or or do something that you don't you don't know quite well, mm-hmm. but it will come to you. <laughs> Instead yeah. of you create something. Yeah. 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 Um I also know you you mentioned that you, um, you're you an extrovert, and I, I also know you liking to network or meet people in person, mm-hmm. which is almost impossible right now or has been impossible for the last few months. How did you kind of, did you have to pivot your, your, your approach or how did you do that? Yeah, I think what's been fortunate for me during COVID times where we're not getting to go out too much uh-huh. um, is I already had a fairly substantial um, community because I mm-hmm. have been doing this for a long time. So mm-hmm. I think getting to do things like go on coffee dates and join Facebook groups with a specific desire to connect with people, not necessarily for them to become your clients, but to meet people so that they know what you do and so that you know what, what they do. And then you know how to refer them to the network that we already have. So keeping that one-on-one connection going is really important. I think getting to do things like this is amazing and getting to share audiences like this, like Mm -hmm. I'll share this podcast with my audience and they'll know that you exist. You'll share Mm -hmm. it with yours, vice versa. So, you know, we still have our kind of in-person way we get to do business no matter what. Yeah. 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 And I think whatever comes either in our way or comes like life, <laughs> life happens <laughs> mm-hmm. to all of us and you know how we can be nimble and flexible but keep that the value and the core thing like you were saying mm-hmm. and kind of be flexible to be able to shift the course or, you know, I think yeah. that's a, a, a skill that 
that also need it for business owners. Yeah. And it, it can be fun, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're showing up as who you are and you're yeah. coming from not just your core values that you made up for this make made up business, but you're coming from your core values of who you are as a person and you take those with you into your business, mm-hmm. no matter what happens, you don't need the same amount of energy just to keep that going. Like if you were kind of faking it mm. and then COVID happens and we're all stressed out and everyone's home with their kids or whatever, it's going to be a lot harder to show up mm-hmm. as some made up version of you. But if you're mm-hmm. just who you are, mm-hmm. you're always ready. Yeah. Yeah. And especially as a coach, you know, I think online type of work is somewhat, you know, that's what we do. <laughs> we used to because I've seen so many therapists struggled doing telehealth and even just going, just kind of letting themselves be and and even like having a hard time figuring out the technology and the fear of losing clients and all that happened in the last several months. So I think, yeah. Um, but if you can just be who you are and take who you are with you, right? Mm-hmm. And be okay for not being perfect. Right. <laughs> That's the mantra. My we mind. all get to be human. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And We're I think... Human. For therapists who aren't used to doing all this screen time too, like if you got on Zoom with your clients and you got really tired, I just want to normalize that that's exactly right. Like there was a time where I was seeing six or seven clients a day and they were all on Zoom and I just had to cancel and say, we need to get on the phone because this much direct staring at a screen, (laughs) maintaining eye contact, like it was taking so much energy. I made the switch back to phone for the majority of my clients and it was Mm -hmm. like, a whole nother world again. Yeah. And I think that's it too. Like really giving yourself permission to shift things around to yeah. make it work. Um, not feeling even like a niche or even your price and everything to like, just because you decide it, you don't have to keep it forever. <laughs> right. You get to change your mind. Yeah. Figure out what works best for you and then keep figuring out what works best for you. Cause we all, like you said, we're evolving so much as we grow in our businesses. We do have to have that permission. And I think that's, I know I forget that. So it's always nice to have the reminder. Yeah. 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 The permission that we give ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what was the, then the opposite of all this is like, what was the hardest thing for you? Mm, and switching. Mm-hmm. I remember um, being in coach training and they were talking about all these phone, you're going to have all these phone calls with clients. And I was like, I just don't think that's going to work. I think you need to be in person. You got to have the body language, all that stuff. Yeah. And I, and I remember getting on the phone though and being like, I don't, it was like I had um, another set of ears. Like my intuition could hear things on the phone that when I'm distracted by another person's physical body, I can't necessarily hear. So for me, once I made that shift, that was really helpful. Um, and one that I carry till today, I still love, still love being on the phone. Um, and then I think just the freedom, like we were talking about the freedom to like, it really is completely up to us what we do. 
and you get to set your own prices and it's terrifying to set your own prices. You get to create your own website and it's terrifying to create your own website. You get to, you know, all the stuff that is the opportunity is also this great place to lose yourself in fear or overwhelm mm. or all those things. You know, it's not just get your psychology today profile up. It's do it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have your own coaches along the way to get to yeah. where you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've worked. I don't even know how many coaches I've worked with over 10 years. Um, but always working with somebody and then always looking at it. And I think the difference in the way I made investments in the beginning versus the way I make investments in my business now is at this point, it's so clear for me to look at my business and think, What's the next thing, either the next skill I need to develop or the next problem that needs to be solved in my business? It's very like, it's a lot less emotional. Mm-hmm. Or in the beginning, it would be like, I'm terrible at everything. Nothing's working. I like, and I would just want to throw my money at things to try to feel better. Uh-huh. So that's, that's definitely a big kind of important shift to be making is every time I spend a dollar, do I know why and do I like my reasons? Yeah, and how to make that investment back because you're going to be fully in to, I mean, it's the the real investment mindset where I didn't have as a therapist. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, we take classes and extra, uh, extra trainings and everything, but not in this sense of really developing ourselves and our skill set in business um or even yeah mindset too Mm -hmm. because at the beginning like you said like everything is like oh my gosh everything is like you have total freedom but that's like where do I even begin (laughs) right it's not like (laughs) get on the best insurance boards hope that they keep paying the same amount of money so that your salary can at least remain the same it's very different yeah. It is a whole different skill set. But I think what's so cool to focus on for therapists coming into this is like coaching and the ability to hold space, you've got this. Mm-hmm. Like, so how do I take this ability that I have to hold space for my clients and use it for myself as I build this business? Like mm-hmm. I know that I can like do this. I know that I can hold space. There's oxygen here. I just get to be a human. <laughs> Don't have to be perfect, but I can do this. And that's so true. That's really amazing you said that because we tend to, uh, we meaning, you know, therapists tend to like have that space for clients, but we never really have that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Even like for, you know, I think, you know, the model that I follow, you know, Brooke Castillo's model, I'm sure you do too. Um, That's kind of, CBT, right? But yeah, I don't think we ever thought to use it on ourselves, on right. a, especially on a daily basis, because it's like our understanding as a therapist is that's like a, a model or um, approach you use for your clients. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, that blew my mind when I found, you know, the model, I think it was three years ago. And that's it. Like, that was it for me. Like, you were done. I'm gonna be, yeah. <laughs> I'm in and I'm going to be a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's sort of that, you know, everyone's always wondering what's the difference between coaching and therapy. And Mm -hmm. I really see it as just a spectrum and there's 
we have overlap and then there's, you know, severe diagnosable, whatever. And then there's the end of things where, you know, I think we kind of both go the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm talking with my hands on video, of course, which is so helpful. (laughs) Um, But yeah, being able to experience it for ourselves and being a product of our product is so important. It's not, um, I don't know if it is necessarily the same in therapy. They did make us do 10 hours of therapy in my training program, though. I remember that. Yeah. At the beginning, we do. As interns, we do. And then we never really go back, (laughs) I don't think. Because all the CEUs, continuing education units, those are not about us, right? Usually, it's about different modalities, different techniques, but not really looking within. Yeah, learning rather than application. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think a lot of therapists burn out too, because we forget to to really develop ourselves or you know take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, business really is that invitation back into like, if you want to do this in a way that's sustainable, you have to have yourself in it, and it requires us to go below the neck and be mm-hmm. like, but what actually lights me up? Not mm-hmm. just like, how can I learn the right way to do this and check the boxes? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that below our head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what kind of advice do you have for therapists who are interested or thinking about starting coaching business or adding coaching to their practice, existing practice? What would you say to them? That's a good question. I think get some coaching. I would say get some coaching and see and feel what the difference is for you. I think that that's, that'll give you the clear yes or no about like, yeah, this is something I want to be a part of or not. Um, It's just an experiential thing. And it's what a gift to give yourself to be with someone in, in non-judgmental curiosity. No one's trying to find a diagnosis. No one's sending any anything to any insurance panel or, or supervisor. It's just like, this is all about you. It's this, it's this kind of like magical mystery tour about who you are and what you care about and, and what's working and what's not working and where you're going. And I just think it's such an amazing gift that we get to give our clients, but it's also such an amazing gift that we always have the choice to give ourselves. I'm nodding really strongly because Because I think that's that's a very very genius you know recommendation because a lot of people ask I mean including me when I was transitioning what's the difference and I look look to everybody and everywhere and really what comes down to is like what do you what do how do you like yeah what do you decide and where's the line and there's no perfect answer out there but i think i did figure out um by really getting coached because that was the the only way kind of really feel it right what's the difference what's the what is it so yeah and it's it's definitely a gift yeah. yeah, I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, where can Good we question. find 
more about your program and your information. Yeah. Well, luckily I have kind of a different name. I think you understand this, this gift. Um, but so I'm the same everywhere. It's at Karin Gillen. That's my website. It's my handle on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I'll give you a link as well that you can share that has the sure, course information. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to put that in the show notes and everywhere. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was very inspirational. And Good, yeah, thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to geek out on coaching and amazing lifestyle and businesses we are all building, come and join my Facebook group called The Therapist to Coach. And if you are really curious to find out what your first few steps are to start getting coaching clients and grow your practice as a coach, contact me from my website, www.sachikocohen.com. That's S-A-C-H-I-K-O-C-O-H-E-N.com. We can set up a free consultation call and find out exactly what your next steps are.